Hi! Welcome to Don't Know Beach About History, short histories of Long Beach, brought to you by the Long Beach Public Library. I'm Jeff Whalen, Special Collections Librarian here at the library, and today we will be talking about the summer of 1948, when a daredevil clown came to Long Beach to sit on a flagpole for a really, really, really long time, briefly putting Long Beach in the national flagpole sitting spotlight. Did he break the world record? How did he go to the bathroom? What is flagpole sitting? Why would anybody do that? Some of these questions and more will be answered on today's episode. And joining me today is Alana LaBeouf, Senior Librarian here at the library. Hi, how's it going, Alana? Hey, going all right. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Although Long Beach's role in flagpole sitting history doesn't happen until the 1940s, we'll first need to talk about flagpole sitting's origins in the 1920s. What do you know about the 1920s? Oh, not much. Like flappers? Yeah, exactly. Flappers? Yeah. That's okay. what I have here on my thing. It says, just says 1920s equals flappers. Roaring, roaring. It's roaring. What caused the roaring? There's a lot of bears, a lot of city bears back in the day. There were a lot of fads in the 1920s, but the roaringest, flapperiest 1920s fad of all was flagpole sitting. What was it? It was going to the top of a flagpole and sitting on it. Why? Well, I guess why do anything? It's a behavior on that kind of level. Flagpole sitting started as publicity stunts to draw attention to like a supermarket opening or a movie premiere or whatever. And some person would climb to the top of a flagpole and sit on top of that little ball that they got there on the top of some flagpoles. I don't think they use the flagpoles that have that eagle on top. But people started putting little seats up there and little platforms to sit on and seeing how long they could go without coming down. Now the flagpole sitting fad in the 20s was pretty much started by this one guy. He's like the, I don't know if you call him the Babe Ruth of flagpole sitting or the Neil Armstrong of flagpole sitting, maybe the James Brown of flagpole sitting, I don't really know, but he was like the guy. His name was Alvin Shipwreck Kelly. And they called him Shipwreck because he claimed to have survived the Titanic. And you can just imagine him floating there in the water, hanging on to Rose's hand, you know? saying don't let go never let go and and then he looks up there and he says you know what it seems like there's room for me on that door and she says that it's actually pretty tight up here anyway um but i don't know if that's apocryphal or not i'm trying to get apocryphal into every podcast mm. yeah nice job history's hard enough to figure out but when you add carnival truth to it good luck charlie for one thing, you can't get a straight answer about how these guys went to the bathroom. But wait, how tall Wait, how tall is a flagpole? How tall are these poles? Was there a minimum? Which does bring up an excellent point, Alana. What are the rules here? What are you allowed to sit on? How high up do you have to be? No one knew. It was chaos in the sky. Shipwreck definitely got most of the press, but there were a lot of other flagpole sitters too. There was Hold'em Joe Powers, Benny Fox, Spider Haynes, and there was this one guy in L.A. called the Phantom of the Flagpole. Yes. Yeah, he wore a mask. And who was he? Nobody knew. At one point or another, all these guys claimed to have the flagpole sitting record. And who knows, maybe they did. There was no adult in the room keeping track of all this or laying out any of the rules. So when the initial fad of flagpole sitting wrapped up at the close of the 20s, it was generally accepted that Shipwreck Kelly held the record at 49 days, set in Atlantic City in 1930. The fad kind of died out, but people would still sometimes do it, and there were claims of people going longer than Shipwreck's 49 days, but by no means were these new records widely accepted 
or even particularly well-known in the flagpole-sitting community. Cut to summer, 1948, Long Beach, California. The stage was set for a daredevil clown named Ozzy Osbourne to walk into Long Beach talking a big game. Now, this isn't the daredevil clown named Ozzy Osbourne you might be thinking of. This Ozzy Osbourne was a 1940s clown instead of a 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, aughts, and teens clown. So Ozzy, the Long Beach Ozzy, he's 34, a former circus clown, and a former tightrope walker, and a current department store Santa at Christmas time. And he comes to town claiming he's the world record flagpole sitter with a record of 30 days. So you know right away that that's wrong. And he announces he's going to break his own record, which didn't exist, there at the Pike, at the Virginia Park Gateway Fun Zone portion of the Pike around Magnolia there, back in the days of the Pike. Which, if by the way, if should we explain the, what the Pike was, in case somebody yes. doesn't know, the Pike was this amusement park area of Long Beach right there on the shore downtown that was there from 1902 or something all the way into the late 70s. And they had roller coasters and Ferris wheels and all manner of amusement-based attractions. And there was a ride there called the Sky Ride. And you'd pay your 25 cents and they'd lift you up 200 feet into the air. And you could look around or do whatever you want up there. And so they set up a 200-foot flagpole for Ozzy there in the middle. It was a, like the center pole of the ride that they had to extend up a little bit higher to make it go all the way to 200 feet. And it spun around. It was rotating all the time, 24 hours, round and round and round. Okay, so up at the top of this rotating flagpole at 9 p.m. on Friday, July 16th, 1948, Ozzy Osbourne got settled in at the top there on a 30-inch by 30-inch platform high above Long Beach. And he was up there, he had a radio, and he listened to baseball games, and he eats cheese sandwiches, and occasionally fish and chips, which is sent up in a bucket by, well, sometimes they say it was a park drunk who would send up the food to him, and other times they'd say it was the manager of the Skyride. It very likely is the same person, uh, I imagine. I'm not sure on that, but it feels right. And Ozzy, he's also... He's sending down, one hopes, in a different bucket, his ordure. Oh. He's sending his ordure down in buckets. One hopes different buckets than the cheese sandwich buckets. Okay. He was not strapped in because he was afraid that the pole would snap. And then if it snapped, he wanted to be able to jump from the flagpole to the ride uh, <laughs> and grab onto it. That would be his only chance there at the end. Mm. And he was just spinning around listening to the radio, smoking seven packs of cigarettes a day. He's being paid $125 a week by the park, though they didn't pay for his food or his cigarettes or anything, and he also had to pay the Skyride manager or drunk or whoever that was. He paid him $35 a week. But what could be better? Living life at its finest on top of a pole in beautiful Long Beach. The Allies had won World War II just a couple years before, so you know he's got to be feeling good about that, and everything's great for a few days. He was out there in the elements and his face got really sunburned and his ears got sunburned and he had this like fisherman's hat they gave him with a big brim and I don't know if that helped. And then at night, he got really cold. You know how Long Beach can get at night when you're 200 feet in the air. It's cold. He had four pairs of socks on and he had three shirts, but on top of the three shirts, he had on a clown suit. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, of course he did. And he had four blankets, but he was still cold. And they had a spotlight on him at night, at first, which actually helped keep him warm. But guess what they attracted? Mo- fly, moths, bats. That's right, bats. Bats in the night. And let me give you a quote, what he said about that. I don't know what a, what a carnival guy in the 40s sounded like, but this is my imagination. So here's Ozzy talking about the bats. They say they're poisonous, but they didn't try to bite me. They just kept banging into my blankets. I almost decided to quit. So bats, yeah. So they turned off the spotlight, which somehow helped the bat situation, but it also somehow aggravated the seagull situation. And they'd come in and try to land on him and sit on his platform. And he'd sleep in little 10-minute chunks no more than two hours a night. How did he not fall down when sleeping? How did... did it's unclear. Like, it's, I think that's... I think he kept himself, like, right on the edge of, of sleep. Because, you know, I guess right, you... Right. I feel like, though, after a few weeks, you just fall off. Because you, you'd go, like... My, your body would go, like, okay, I can do this no-sleep thing for a while, but at some point I'm going to need to sleep. And then you yeah. go too deep, and then you fall right off. I'm pretty well rested now, and I've fallen out of my chair several times just in the course of this conversation. So Ozzy's having a pretty rough time up there, spinning around and around, 200 feet in the air. But one of the hardest things to deal with is that the public didn't really care that much. Crowds are thin, and the people who do come aren't that impressed. You would think that flagpole sitting, some people would would find it impressive in such a way that they wouldn't just mock the person up there, but apparently that's what happened. It's weird. It's weird when you look at the news coverage that he got at the beginning because they totally take him at his word that he already held the flagpole sitting record and that he was out to break it. It's in the ads. It's in the news stories. They don't like bother to check any of it. So somebody finally tells him about Shipwreck Kelly's record of 49 days because he had said his record. He held the record at 30 days. And what does he say? He looks at the reporter and he says, that's amateur sitting. I could do that till Christmas is what he said. And he vows to beat Shipwreck Kelly's record of 49 days, even though that is probably not even the record anymore, but nobody knows. Okay. To make matters even more stressful, it turns out that Ozzy's arch rival up in San Francisco, Milton Shipwreck Van Nolan, he totally stole the other guy's nickname, he wants to be Shipwreck too, was himself atop a flagpole at that very moment at a car dealership in San Francisco, and he was gunning to break the record, whatever the record was. Nobody knows. So anyway, this guy, Milton Shipwreck Van Nolan, no relation, started 11 days after Ozzy had started, so he's a bit behind, but he's a serious contender. He's up there, 50 feet in the air, and he's 21 and ready to roll. When they told Ozzy about Shipwreck Van Nolan, Ozzy said he wasn't too worried, but the press started to pick up on the story, and there was a big piece in Life magazine about their rivalry, the guy in Long Beach and the guy in San Francisco. One thing that both sitters had in common was an ailment that befalls many flagpole sitters, and that is swollen legs. Because when you're dangling your legs, just for weeks on end, the fluid gets all trapped in there, Alana. And apparently it really sucks. Ozzy's feet grew so large that he wasn't able to put on his shoes. And may I add that these are clown shoes that we're talking about. (laughs) And it got so bad that Ozzy asked repeatedly to be seen by a doctor. But they couldn't find a doctor who'd be willing to go up 200 feet to look at his legs. So they sent him up some liniment to rub into his legs. And he said that that helped a little. Okay, so meanwhile, up in San Francisco, Shipwreck Van Nolan wasn't doing too good either. His legs were getting all messed up too. In the Life magazine article, Ozzy says about Van Nolan, From what my friends tell me, this kid in San Francisco isn't gonna make it. 
The swelling's gone clean up his thighs. But another reason Ozzy wasn't too worried was because he had it on good information that Van Nolan, who was about to turn 22, was going to have to come down the flagpole and register with the draft, with the judge, well before any record could be set. But Van Nolan's birthday comes and goes, and still Van Nolan stays up on the flagpole until the draft board gets an anonymous call from an anonymous woman letting them know about Van Nolan's draft status. So the car lot owner, whose name is Horse Trader Ed, yeah, he comes in, he calls in a few favors he has coming with some city people, and they get the fire chief to come down with a big ladder, and he brings a judge who goes up there to swear him in or whatever, so Shipwreck Van Nolan is back in business. And wait, how, can we go back to this lady who made the phone sure. call? Is that yeah. is that like Ozzy's mom, his girlfriend, like who, who who someone put her up to it, right? We don't really know, and nobody knows, and you can't know, and that's how things are sometimes. Now, meanwhile, for Ozzy back in Long Beach, Shipwreck Kelly's record of 49 days comes, and Ozzy's still up there. He's done it, Alana. It probably wasn't the real record, but it was the longest record that they'd heard of without doing any research. So they decided that that was real enough. There, there's a photo of him, Ozzy, I assume, taken from the sky ride, because it's up there, and he's sitting there on top of the flagpole in his clown suit with a crown and a scepter. Uh-huh, and a crown. And it's very nice. Yeah. A couple days later, on September 8th, 1948, he comes down. 52 days... 13 hours and 58 minutes, a new world record. Maybe, probably not. But it's recognized as such. And so for the next 11 days, Ozzy and Long Beach are sitting proud on top of the flagpole sitting world record leaderboard. Now, when Ozzy comes down, he gives this speech and I'd like to read that speech to you. He whispers this hoarsely to reporters talking about flagpole sitting. It's a loser, never again. You can't move around, your legs get cold, your feet swell. On nice days, you fry in the sun. Then the sun goes down and the sea breeze blows cool and then cold. Then comes fog. You try to wrap blankets tighter to cut off the draft, but your teeth are chattering so hard you can't think. When the first seagull lands on your head in the fog about 3 a.m., you almost die of fright. Later, you get to waiting for seagulls. You get to hoping for seagulls. You get so lonesome up there, you get dizzy. You try to catch a wink of sleep, and just when you are half asleep, some hooligan yells up at you from the sidewalk way down there, and you can't hear him properly. And you try yelling back. Finally, you get what he's asking, and it's the same thing they all ask. He wants to know about the plumbing system on the pole. Well, there isn't any. Anybody could see that. We manage with a tin can and a fishing line, okay? And a helper at the base of the pole. That's the big secret they all want to know. And once you tell them, they fade out for home and a night's sleep, and there you are again, alone and cold. Finally, time's up, and they lift you off the pole like a mummy from Egypt. And what do you got? You'd have made more money washing dishes, is what he, is what he whispered hoarsely. And it's true, he made $156. He netted that after all the cheese sandwiches. And, and apparently also there was a girl that worked at one of the uh, stands that he took a fancy to, and he was forever sending her flowers, which apparently cut into his take quite a bit. Do you think that's the woman who tipped off the the people about uh, the second shipwreck 
person? It's unclear who that anonymous woman was. I'm pretty sure it was not Ozzy's wife because all the publicity from his flagpole sitting in Long Beach alerted his wife to where he was. The wife had him arrested, had him arrested for non-support. They took him down to L.A. to the jail down there and they threw him in there. They charged $500 bail. And he was not going to pay his wife anything. He said he was going to sit on City Hall before he would do that. But that happens later. Immediately following Ozzy's descent, he and Long Beach enjoy 11 sweet days of being at the top, the pinnacle. But then on the 12th day, shipwreck Van Nolan cruises by Ozzy to victory, ultimately staying on his pole for 70 days. So Ozzy's victory doesn't last long. But for a minute there, for 11 sweet days in 1948, a daredevil clown was a recognized world champion of competitive flagpole sitting there at the Pike in beautiful downtown Long Beach. Anyway, that's the story of Ozzy Osbourne, Long Beach's famous flagpole sitter. That was amazing. That was lovely. Thank you. Thanks for coming with me on this adventure, Alana. It was, it was a great ride. Alana, thank you for joining me today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Take care, everybody. See you next time. That's amateur sitting.